Hello. Hi, good evening, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice. And I'm so glad to hear that you're pain-free for the first oh. time in two years. I didn't expect it to work this fast or this uh -huh. well. The only thing that's weird is my knee is a little squishy and I don't quite trust it, but I have no pain. It's amazing. Wow. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. No, I tell people all the time, if you've never been, you know, experienced something like that's chronic pain, like just constant pain that doesn't go away, you yeah. really just don't know. I mean, it's, oh my, it's like, you don't even know how, how blessed you are. Right. Until you have pain. <laughs> I, I forgot what it was like and I forgot who this person was because like mm -hmm. everything was I just got up out of bed this morning I haven't been able to do that in years and I stood there going oh my god I just got out of bed wow positions three times and pull myself up and it's amazing yeah and you, you're probably in a better mood too much better mood much better mood yeah oh my goodness I'm so happy what, what kind yeah. of shot was it it was a cortisone injection um, wow yeah, it, I was really afraid because all I could think of was a giant ne needle going into my knee. <laughs> uh huh. But I didn't really even feel it. They put in lidocaine first, and then uh -huh. put in the big shot after. My knee was already numb, and there was one point where it, it felt like a little bit of a zinger. She must have brushed a nerve or something, but mm. no pain. You know, I mean, it didn't even hurt. So, wow. Yeah. That's so awesome, Lee. I'm so happy for you. Oh, it's such a relief. It's like I... I... Yeah. I mean, don't go run marathons yet, right? Yes, <laughs> Just because you... I tried what didn't work, or it would work temporarily. So, and this isn't... I mean, I'm probably going to have to repeat this, but I don't yeah. care. You know, I'll take whatever uh, pain-free days I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just kind of forget who you are because your whole focus is on how do I move without being in pain? And now exactly. I don't really have to worry about that. So, well, I have to worry yeah. about because <laughs> I'm still clumsy. But, yeah. But yeah, but, but that constant pain, that yeah. nag isn't there anymore. I remember one time I was uh, at a friend's house and it, like it was, it was really weird because my back, I was having an episode and I was sitting down pain but yeah. I was dreading the thought of getting up because as soon as I you know moved to get up off of from that seating seated position the the uh I guess the pressure transfers yeah. and my back would just feel like it was about to snap <sighs> but it just ruins everything it ruins your mood you can't really be yourself no. you're no yeah it colors your world and the other thing that's wonderful is i was starting to have a lot of back pain because i was walking so strangely and i haven't mm. i haven't noticed that today so that's really really positive and i'm gonna do physical therapy too um nice. so yeah so i feel hopeful again yay <laughs> yeah oh my goodness that's awesome yeah. So, um, I, you know, just, just to let everybody in, um, I, I contacted Lee to, um, you know, just to see if she was, she had time or was willing to talk about relationships with me because it's a topic that I really wanted to talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I, she, she let me know just a little bit ago that she's pain free finally. And she had this knee injury that she's been, uh, just going through but I, I just wanted to take a moment and just you know tell her how happy I was that she's pain-free but um 
well, so I guess I will just go into relationships, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I'll just tell you what happened a couple days ago, Lee. Okay. Uh, no, there was it a couple days. It was yesterday or a couple. Okay. Anyways, it was very recent. <laughs> <laughs> um, last weekend, I I went up and um, shot a YouTube video at uh, one of my friend's uh, shop in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then another groomer that we that we both know, but I, I I kind of just follow on Facebook. I didn't really know her that well. Yeah. Um, but we hung out and we had a great time. And I thought, you know me, I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm socially awkward. I'm still working on social skills. Yeah. So I'm thinking we're friends now. I'm thinking we're best friends. Right. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I can't hide my excitement. And so I I, I post. I I you know even posted like a live stream about them and how how awesome it feels to be friends with them and then um she she went live um and so and i I usually watch her live streams whenever i can anyways and so i i was watching it and i commented on it right and she ignores it and and the thing is it's okay right it's okay who cares i mean i I don't really expect expect people streaming live to reply to my comments yeah I'm just saying hi just to say hi. But what bothered me or made me feel a little, I guess, hurt my feelings a little bit was be the, there was another comment right after that. And she said hi to that person. And I was like, okay, maybe she just didn't see mine. So I commented again. And then she didn't say anything. And then someone else that we both know, I know this other groomer as well. She jumped on and said hi. And she goes, oh, hi. And she says hi to her. And I was like, okay, this is a little weird. I was like, I'm just going to give it time, right? Yeah, and so I watched till the end of the video, and she said hi to someone else, and then she was like, "Okay, bye, guys." Wow. And I was just like, "Wow, what happened?" I was just thinking, like, I was so confused, and I felt so almost foolish. Right. I felt like, "Oh, I, now I'm embarrassed," and and I kind of felt like um, maybe she doesn't really like me, and I overstepped, or you know, like maybe I, and so. Then I started feeling really bad about myself. Oh, yeah. And then I, yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah. thinking, and then it, it immediately went from sadness to anger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and like, well, fuck that then. Right. <laughs> then, and then I just, I, I wanted to like uh, unfriend her and just uh, not stop, fo- you know, stop following her uh-huh. and just ignore her. And I was going to just, I was going to be mad at her. Yeah. But then. I stopped and I thought about this and I was thinking, maybe this is my problem with relationships in general. Maybe I, it's because my, my own self-esteem is so low and like, and I have this tendency to, to feel like people don't like me and people are, you know, like maybe it's all in my head. <clears throat> so then I was telling myself, just forget about it. But then I couldn't, and it kept bothering me. The more I kept trying, trying not to think about it, I, I was thinking yeah. about it. And so then I went on my Facebook, and I streamed live, and I kind of blasted it, and I told, <laughs> I, I told everyone what, was, what, what I was feeling. Um, and then it's like, and I know that that probably got back to her, of course, because, you know, yeah. our mutual friends, our mutual grooming friends all thought. <sighs> and so then that night, I thought about it, and I was like, what if I'm wrong? What if she really just didn't see it or just didn't know what to say yeah. or whatever? And so I, I messaged her directly and I just asked her, uh, did you did you purposely ignore me or, you know, am I am I just, you know, assuming the wrong thing? 
And she replied back like, no, I, I didn't purposely ignore you. And then she, the very next message was, what are we even talking oh, about? <laughs> she was like, I don't even know what we're talking oh, no. about. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I did it again. Never mind. Oh my God. So I, yeah. And I explained what happened and I told her if it was a ton of people commenting, if there was lots of comments coming in, I would have understood if she didn't see him, if she didn't reply yeah. to mine. But there was only yeah. a few, <laughs> and mine was one of them. And then I told her, if you also, if if you was, if you kind of skimmed, if you you know said hi to some people but not others, I wouldn't have felt so left, yeah. you know, so targeted, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, and I was like, it, but it was literally just me, yeah. you know. I was like, it was literally just a few people that commented, and you literally only ignored yeah. me, and, I, and that's what made me feel so confused and so yeah. hurt, and. Yeah, and then she explained that she really didn't see the comments and she's been scatterbrained and, and someone else, you know, stopped by. And, you know, there was a lot of things going on in her life. You know, and it's like, oh, my God. And, of course, yeah, and we're all busy. And, and I just, I was thinking, like, this is my, this is something that I really need to work on. And I, I, I am yeah. getting better because before I probably wouldn't have even yeah. reached out to her because if yeah. I'm stupid, I felt stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found out that I was wrong. I felt right. even more stupid. Yeah, that's the problem with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just, oh, my goodness. I think that a lot of our relationship problems, or mine at least, stem from our childhood, yeah. right? My childhood. Well, I know mine do. Like um, A lot of them uh -huh. because I don't have really a sense of how others perceive me. I automatically assume they... Um, not that they don't like me, but that I'm unimportant to them. They're like, oh, hi, or, you know, or they'll reach out and then I never hear from them again. Um, so I assume mm -hmm. I'm unimportant and I miss all kinds of clues. Um, I had one person who finally said to me, what's wrong with you? And I said, what, what are you talking about? Said, I've been trying to get your attention for two months and you've ignored me. And I said, well, I didn't know you were trying to get my attention. You gotta, you uh -huh. gotta Cause I am assuming yeah. that that's not a response I'm going to get from anybody. So it was, I have yeah. To me too. I said the exact same thing to yeah, me I too. I missed the clues. Um, yeah. Me too. Or they give a little clue. That's not autism. Because I actually thought that maybe that was autism. Because I've been watching yeah. some videos it's on me. autism. Yeah. They're saying like, yeah. Dude. I think all of us are. Do you think, I think all of us are on the spectrum to some degree? Because it's a huge spectrum. Um, mm. But my my self esteem is in is so low, and it. I'm hoping with this positive stuff, is it gets it gets better. But you know, for two years, I felt like I had been a complete completely useless member of society couldn't work i couldn't do anything but um and i still feel that way but as far as relationships go yeah i don't i miss clues all the time and then when someone gives me a clue that's really clear and i jump in with both feet they go away so yeah i feel like i yeah. tear them off because i strong yeah, so or they they ghost me for a while and then we'll come back in and it's like that's not okay with me i can't handle that yeah yeah you know the crazy thing is when you and i first started talking like and it, we we communicated mm -hmm. through text and it was like 
I think we were both scared we were going to scare yeah. each other off, you know, <laughs> like, because I remember you were kind of saying, like, you know, you were kind of putting the, those caveats, you know, like, if you don't want to reply to this, that's okay, you know, it's like, if I'm scaring you off, if this is too much, it's okay, and then I would reply pretty much the same way, like, oh, <laughs> well, and it's the pretty funny. is there, too, between us, it's like, I could be your mother, practically. I mean, I can't yeah. I'll be it's 60 all good. next month. It's all good. You should see my, you should see my browsing <laughs> history. You'll know. And if, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel like we have a really good yeah. friendship. It's not even like a romantic no, at thing all. at all. I just, I really like a friend. But, like, the, so what your low self-esteem and things like that, or do you, do you think it comes from your childhood? Because, you know, you, you had a rough yeah. childhood and, a lot of it comes from like my, yeah. lasting effects, right? right? A lot well, of right. it comes from my childhood, and then my physical appearance because I'm really overweight, especially now, and I have been since I hit puberty, and so that's always been an issue. Like my grandmother would point it out, you know, and not in a nice way, and so mm-hmm. I just drew into myself because I couldn't handle any kind of criticism because I already felt like nothing. Um, yeah, and, and it's not criticism coming from just no but like insignificant right. people, people in your life. This is your you. grandma. <laughs> yeah, no matter what you do. So. Yeah, and that's so, not the case. Yeah. a lot of the times. So, and you know, and I, yeah, like I'm completely ready to beat myself up about that, but yeah, it was my issue. But I had help with it. Um, I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. have loving responses. Uh, or of saying, well, you know, don't worry about it. You'll, you know, whatever. It was just like, yeah, you should go on a diet. And I was thirteen, you know. And it's like, no, thirteen. Yeah. Be on diets. So. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like my my daughter too. My daughter, she's twelve now, and her body's yeah. starting to change. And yeah, she, I I can tell she's kind of feeling a little yeah. more self conscious. And I kept telling her like. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, like your body is going to go through so many different yeah, changes. You know, just roll with it. It's okay. Because I, I yeah. had me like way earlier than any of my friends. So I developed a hunched posture and wore baggy clothes because I was mm. not by the boys, by the girls. And so uh-huh. that's, and I still do the same thing. I still wear baggy clothes. Well, now it doesn't matter because it's whatever fits, <laughs> you know, I don't have to <laughs> in public. So it sweats. And yeah. Clothes. But uh, that was really damaging to me. And uh, weight is just such a hard thing for women. I know it is for men too, but it's still, it's like the last bastion of it's okay to say crappy things about fat people yeah yeah it's okay to make fun of them and oh no you know and the thing is i think that uh these days with instagram and tiktok and all these filters that people can use and make their face look so much prettier and skinnier than it is i don't think that that's a good thing we're we're teaching girls that you know that they're 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 not beautiful unless they can achieve this unattainable look through a filter through an app that's that's completely exactly. fake and you know real human beings don't no. look like that you yeah. know? And we have we have sometimes we have freckles and we have you know whole our faces and we have little scars or things you know it's like these imperfections are we have the us. Yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's yeah exactly really bad for these young girls you know it's scary um 
Yeah, because I think that if you feel like you have to attain this unattainable yeah. body or look to be attractive and you feel like you can't, that can easily turn into resentment and anger towards other and females. eating disorders, yeah. yeah. Oh, and eating disorders um, too, yeah. yeah it's, and I mean, it was, I'm glad that this stuff wasn't available to me back then because I don't know that I would have survived it. But uh, mm-hmm. it was bad enough looking at these magazines and I didn't understand that they were airbrushed until way later. You know, these women don't really look like this. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, that's what's being sold to us, and and that, they, like you know, it makes you feel like I, I'm not, I shouldn't be happy unless I look right. like that, or if I look like that, I'll right. feel and happy no or something. And you'll be alone for your whole life. Yeah, and and the thing is, I'm actually gotten to the point now where I'm okay with being well, alone. Me too. Yeah. You know, like it was it was so tough yeah. last year, going through that divorce and. I, I tell people all the time, if I was not grooming dogs, I'm not sure if I would have made it out of right. last year. Because there was a couple of times where it got real yeah. serious and I just, my daughters didn't want to talk to me. I felt like everything that mattered to me was just not, angry. you know, yeah. gone. I just, yeah, and I was angry and I was sad and I hated yeah. myself. And, but when I groomed dogs, I didn't have to feel that or think no. about that. But then when I got back in the car, and the thought of going back home to an empty house where my daughters used to be right. waiting for me, it just, it would hit me. And, but I, now I'm to the point where, you know, yeah. I'm okay with it. You know, it's like, and I don't need, I don't, I don't feel the need to control the situation. Right. Just right. roll with it, you know, and just yeah, be okay with it. it. That's the thing. You can't really control yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that maybe, maybe I held on to the relationship a little bit longer than I should have because mm-hmm. of that fear of abandonment. Oh, yeah. And well, I should have left. Yeah, that, probably four or five years before it ended, um, but I was too scared. But we yeah, hang on. Like, yeah, we hang on. Have to put up with. So I did. Yeah, and one of the fears that that really indicated to me that I have a problem with, you know, needing the approval of others and things. When we, when I finally decided, I'm this is it. I really need to divorce yeah. this woman because we're just not in love anymore, and it's very clear by the things that we were saying yeah. to each other. And I just couldn't do it anymore. But yeah, I just I feel like. One of the biggest fears for me was, oh, no, what are people yeah. going to think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, I'm a good husband and I'm a yeah. good father. Now, pe- well, that's what I wanted people to think of me. That's what I wanted to be. And I was thinking, now everybody's going to know that I'm really just a right. piece of shit. And I just felt like, so scared of what everyone was going to think or say. And it's like, how crazy is that, right? If I'm not happy, what, who cares what everyone else right. thinks or says? Well, my- my response was, now everybody's going to know that I couldn't keep a man, you know, and they're, they're uh, finally, you know, finally he can get somebody good for him. And no one ever said uh, that, but. You, yeah, that was in your own head. Because to be honest, I probably thought that about other people. Oh, God, she's finally get rid of it, getting rid of that, you know, useless person. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, yeah, which is why I really have been working on not trying, trying not, or at least catching myself when I start making a judgment yeah. about someone else. I try to catch myself now because, yeah, whenever I judge someone else harshly and, and then I end up doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I used to gloat. Oh, it's, well, thank God I don't have to be out there in that market anymore. You know, not knowing that in a year <laughs> it would all come crumbling down. <laughs> So, yeah, well, the thing is, and I, I did, I virtue signal a lot while, when I was married, I would post on Facebook, you know, about how awesome I, I am, uh, you know, awesome husband I am and look at my yeah. family. And I did, I did a lot. I mean, and I, and then when I, here's a crazy thing, Lee, when I was listening to um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, Total mm-hmm. Recall, and I got towards the end where he talked about having an affair with yeah. the maid and getting a divorce, I, I lost yeah. respect for him. And then, it wasn't that crazy? Well, no, like, he had an affair. <laughs> so judgmental and so self-righteous. Yeah, but I was just like, wow. Now, you know, like all the great advice he yeah. was sharing in his book, well, it was almost like yeah. I, just, I just didn't even care yeah. about it anymore because of that. And I was just, and I was just so harsh on him. Even Cesar Milan, you know, like I love yeah. Cesar Milan and he's helped so much with his teachings. And yet, when he got a divorce, I found myself criticized, critical yeah. Yeah. of him and just kind of judging him unfairly. And then, and, and one time, my, my wife, ex and I, when we were married, we met a couple uh, at this, uh, some function, and we met a couple, and we were talking, having a great time. And then, I, and then it just came up in conversation that that was his second marriage. Uh-huh. And on the car ride home, I told my wife, I thought he was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know he's not a good guy okay. because he got a divorce our ideal our ideal at least for me was you meet someone you marry them for the rest of your life but yes to yeah. death to us part and i'm a man of my we word were i was a kid looking back i hadn't really lived <laughs> or experienced much and we just grew into different people and even though I was yeah. love with him and I didn't want the divorce, looking back, it's the best thing that we could have done. We would hate each other by now if we stayed yeah. yeah. And that's the interesting thing is like now my ex and I actually get along yeah, much no better. Baggage. All that day yeah. stuff that weighs down on you and causes all that tension and strife is gone because you don't have to do it every day. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I don't miss my in-laws. Right. Yeah, <laughs> great in-laws. But, but it's you know, I mean that because people say, how can you possibly be friends with him? He left you, and I says, well, because we're not married, we're like brother and sister, really. I mean, we're still family. Mm-hmm. Tells me all the time, you're still my family. Um, which I hope he never says that in front of his girlfriend because that would suck. But. Uh, <laughs> um, He's sincere about it. I mean, he's the one who found me this new place here, two blocks away from him. And it wasn't a controlling thing. It was like, how can this will be convenient? Especially since I couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. And, exactly. Well, yeah. I, yeah I didn't, I, when, when you said that, I, I, I didn't think uh, controlling at all. I thought, wow, that's really thoughtful because he knows that you can't right. really get around. A big problem for him to go 20 miles if I had to go to the doctor. And, you know, just to pick me up and take me now, we still go that 20 miles. But when he brings me home, 
that's it. He doesn't have to go back to work because he's working from home right now. But just, you know, it's cut a lot of time out of our day. And uh, we go grocery shopping once or twice a week or what, every two weeks. And he doesn't have to come all the way in to Eureka to pick me up. We're right here. So. Yeah. When the you know, morning I, went down in the house, yeah. I got to go stay with them uh, because it was close by. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just been a godsend. Yeah, it all worked out. And he brings the dogs yeah, and, and, and I can see them, even though they were never my dogs. <laughs> he, yeah, but that's still yeah, so walks, nice. You know, he walks like, them in front of the house and they stop and I go out and play with the dogs. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I realized like, and I think maybe you've really helped me out with this too, because, you know, you've, you've told me about your your situation with you and your ex and I think I maybe maybe you you were the one who inspired it but I just started thinking one day like I don't need to go up there with an agenda and I don't need to every time I interact with my ex I don't need to like have I don't know like guide it somewhere or make it turn into something or like where are we going with this where is this relationship headed you know are we going to get back together or what are you going to date someone else like I don't, none of that even matters. It's like, just, just don't go up with any kind of agenda or anything or just enjoy the moment, you know, Enjoy your kids, you know, while you can have your kids, Yeah. even if it's with, with your partner, you know, or your ex-partner, it just, it takes that baggage out and it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. I don't care if he's cheating on her, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not my life. I've given that up. And so I yeah exactly. I did have to say you can't tell me anything about that because I'll tell her. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, and I and I don't want to hear it, and it's not my business. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <clears throat> the thing is okay. I uh, I know a couple of people who are currently having yeah. affairs, but I feel like it's not my place right. to say anything. Like you say, it's right. not my business and. But what do you think causes that? You know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, it, there's several. There's not just one factor, right, that causes someone to cheat right. on somebody. Well, the way my the I've had, psychiatrist uh-huh. said to me, explained it to me, because I like everything Ross said. I'm not happy about this. I changed myself to make it in so that he would be happy. And he cheated anyway. And I said, well, why? Why did he do that? And she said, because he wanted to. Okay, so it's not because I was thinking it was something I was doing that was causing this because the cheating went on for a few years. And when I finally said that, she said, he wants to. It has nothing to do with you and what you're doing. He wants to. Like, oh, okay. And then I also knew there's nothing I could do to fix that. So, I think. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. And I think part of it is people are looking for um, to feel young again or um, to feel wanted I'm well it's like a drug it. right when you when you first uh, meet somebody and you feel that infatuation yeah. or that you know and you get yeah. excited and it's that you, it's like a drug it's that it dopamine right. hit yeah and people and it's new and it's people exciting people want to say no to that yes uh, so I got I was I've been cheated on a few times that I know a couple times that I know of for sure and I have my suspicions about yeah. other ones but 
it caused me to start to think, what is it that I'm doing? What is it about me that, that causes my, my, you know, girlfriend or whoever I'm in a relationship to, it's to cheat on me? You. It's about them. They are making a choice. It's just, yeah, you know, the crazy thing is, you didn't do that. Yeah, she told me that it was because I was, I was, uh, one of them, one of my exes, she told me that it was because I was, uh, I was smothering her, you know? (laughs) And so she, I was like, what? The crazy thing is, the guy she cheated on me with, we hung out a few times and I thought we were friends and we, I mean, and the thing is, I thought he liked me. And it, looking back on it now, he probably, he probably did, did yeah. like me. And it probably had nothing no. to do with me. It's just, and I'm thinking back, if I was a single guy and I had an opportunity, maybe I would yeah. have too, you know, even if I was friends with the guy yeah. that she was dating. So, yeah, I was just like, you know, because I was thinking, man, I thought he liked me. How could right. he do that to me? And then her too. But like you said, maybe it's just, it's just. And really. And not really. Sense- that in that it. situation, the responsibility is on her, not him. I mean, no, he shouldn't have done that, but she made the choice to cheat. So it's really her, about her. Yeah, because I'm thinking, what guy wouldn't? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, most guys, I think, um, would, yeah. you know, because there's a, there's a female that's inviting yeah. it, and she's attractive, yeah. And what guy wouldn't do it? You know, I mean, I wouldn't, but only because, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, you know, pretend that I'm some virtuous person. I don't cheat because my ego, my, it's a huge ego, like ego boost Mm -hmm. for me to like say I had, I could have, but I didn't. Right. It's it's a very selfish thing, and it makes me feel yeah. proud of myself. It's a pride <laughs> thing. It's you know, <laughs> but I think that's what it is. I, I feel very proud of myself, and it's like I, I like that feeling of feeling really super proud of myself rather than regret. I cheated, um, but then I'm kind of hardwired weird, and maybe it's not weird, but I once I fall in love with somebody, that's all I see. I don't see anybody else, and so. <laughs> If there's opportunities out there, I'm certainly not picking up on them because I'm, I'm with that person and that's all there is. So, and I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of coming to feel find that maybe I'm unusual in that way, but it's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I won't lie. I, I, it's for me, like even when I was in relationships, it was exciting when a when a female would oh, flirt yeah. with me and things like that. And I would feel really good and, you know, I would feel wanted. I would of feel course. desired, yeah. you know, and yeah, like, like the thing is, I think maybe that's why every time my ex accused me of wanting to cheat on her, maybe that's why I got so yeah. defensive because honestly it did excite me and it did make me feel really, you know, you know, really good about myself, but I would have never right. done it. I would have never. And I kept telling her like, you know how arrogant I am. <laughs> I was like, you know how arrogant I am. I would hate to lose the that that ability to say I've never cheated. Right, right. <laughs> you know, for me, it's a problem issue. I like saying yeah. that. And I was like, if I cheat, then I can't say right. that anymore. And you know I wouldn't, yeah. you know, like, but I don't know. It's like. And some of that could be something in her past where she just expects it. 
the person she's with is going to cheat on her. So she's just looking for it yeah. and waiting for it. I hope that's yeah. the case because I was thinking that, like, you know, the woman doth protest too much, me well, thinks, yeah. you know, like Hamlet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like why is she accusing me of yeah, cheating? Are you cheating? Yeah. That's what it exactly. made me think. Yeah, because, like you said, why, why, what's your mindset on this? You know, are you projecting? <laughs> Do you think it's human nature to stray? Um, I think it probably is. And I think it's a primal thing where you had to find the best person to have children with. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Maybe it's an animal, animalistic yeah. thing. Because in Korea, yeah. in Korea, the love hotels are a yeah. booming business yeah. right yeah. now. And a love hotel is basically a hotel you go in and pay 15 bucks and spend an hour right. or two, and they have different themed rooms. Yeah. It's it's basically a business industry that encourages cheating, cheating yeah. and having affairs. Yeah. yeah. And maybe because it's done it, for money, it's not as, you know, you can say, well, it didn't mean anything. It was just sex, you know, which is so stupid because... <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Why, it didn't mean anything. It was just sex, and I'm well. I think j- sex means something. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Where's because <laughs> yeah, because I think that in order to get to that act, that intimate act where you're both, you know, being intimate with each other like that on the highest level, a, a lot has to happen. You don't just slip and fall <laughs> and end up having sex. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I was just walking. I tripped and fell, and then next thing I knew, I was having sex. (laughs) It's not just something that happens, you know. It's it's like a lot has to happen. A lot of emotional transfer of emotions and transfer of you know just a lot of things. And then I just feel like you can't you can't just end up having sex with someone that you don't have any feelings for. Any you know like there's just desire. There's a feeling there. My husband or my ex was in yeah. a band, so he was constantly being having women come up to him constantly, and it was because mm-hmm. he was a musician. I mean, he's attractive, but he's not that attractive. And yeah, but I mean, even comedians, yeah, anybody absolutely. on stage, even if they're not yes. attractive, yeah. Um, I I watched it happen so many times, and one time he, we were standing together, and I had he had his arm around me, and this woman walks up to him and said, "Would you like to come home with me?" And I said, "Only if I'm oh my invited, because I'm his fiance." And he got mad that oh I my said goodness. that you can't talk to paying customers like that. And I said, "I mean, see, I had all these clues that I should have run as far away as possible." And I said, "That's ridiculous. Uh, she made a pass at you while you're standing there with your arm around me, and you didn't say." No, he said, well, I can't yeah. right now. You know, I can't. I'm like, what? No, you say no. So yeah, because now you feel in the relationship. Yeah. yeah, but and so I went to her house with him that night. <laughs> oh my god! Dog shit by mistake, tracked it all over carpet. Oops! Oh my god! You know, because I'm like, I said, <laughs> if this is gonna work, I have to be. The most important, not some chick. So yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Oh, he was so embarrassed. I'm like, I don't care if you're embarrassed. <laughs> you didn't just say no. Yeah. If you had just said no, this wouldn't have happened. So mm-hmm. exactly. It's so com- it gets so complicated because 
you have to be willing to be really honest with yourself and the people around you. And that's really hard for people. Yeah. You're, and the thing is, honest with yourself and know what you right. want, but also be be open to allowing your partner to have what they want right. too. Because like, for example, with me, when we started to really, when I, when I really started to go downhill was this one conversation I had with my ex and it was after I got an opportunity, you know, an off, not even an offer, just interest. But I, I got really excited and I, I told my wife like, Oh my God, like, what if it's possible? Do you think it's possible I could actually get famous? Like actually on TV? Like, Oh my God. Yeah. And she said, she looked at me and it was the first time she told me this honestly, because up until then I thought we were on the same page. She goes, if that really happens, I'm not going to be happy. Wow. And I said, yeah. I said, what do you mean you're not going to be happy? And she goes, I'm not sure if I can stay with wow. you. Yeah. And that's when I really started to feel like I need to stop doing what I'm doing. I need to stop trying to put myself out there and I have to make a choice or I'm going to lose my right. family. Right. But I just feel like in a healthy relationship – there's no room for ultimatums like right. that. She would have been, yeah, because you know what an ultimatum gets you? Single. <laughs> um, <laughs> and not listened to. Because ultimatums, that's like getting a gut punch. And people will walk away. I eventually yeah. did, yeah. Because I tried, I tried to just, you know, make her happy and be silent. And even though companies offered, you know, to different opportunities i would i would make it very hard on them right. and I would, I would i would counter offer with a request that i knew was ridiculous yeah. you know like you got to pay for my whole family to come out right. there and pay you know put us up and, and i knew they were going to say no because who am i you know like they're being kind enough to yeah. offer <laughs> but i i did it knowing that i couldn't actually take any of these offers seriously right. and doing it that way by by asking you know, basically demanding that I knew that they would say no and that would keep my wife and my family yeah. safe. Uh, but then but it to eat at me. And then what it was like little by little and what really the camel that broke the straw's back was when I was on the phone with the groomer who was having a very hard time and she was still out in Arizona and yeah, it was just a really <clears throat> it was just a really bad conversation. And the thing is, I kept trying to diffuse the situation. Yeah. And I remember one time, one of the texts, she was saying, like, I bet you're so glad I'm not there to nag, constantly nag at you anymore. Oh, wow. And I told her, I'm just happy to be your husband. Right. And then she texted back, like, um, she, was, she was saying something. And I, I texted her back, like, I'm actually at a Toastmasters meeting. I stepped out, you know, I'm in the bathroom to reply to you because I know if I didn't, she would get yeah. more upset. Like, could we could we continue this conversation a little later after I'm done, or if you if you like, if if you really need to, like, if this is a serious conversation, because I didn't know at that moment what it was going to exactly. turn into. How could you? At that moment, it was yeah, it was still just a little a small disagreement that we were having. I didn't know that it was it was the conversation that was going to end our relationship. Yeah. Or can we have the can we continue this conversation after my meeting, or if it's really serious, I can leave right now. We could just talk while I'm driving yeah. home. And she was like, 
just do whatever you want. And I, I realize now, <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> it, it means don't do whatever you want. Because <laughs> I finished the meeting. And then, yeah. And uh, it was just. should have been more on. Well, should have. If she had been more honest about how serious it was to her, you probably would have made a different choice. Mm. Yeah, because for me. It was not anything serious. I was just I was just talking with another groomer and giving her ideas on how to be a house call groomer. And she is she is killing it, Lee, by the way. Yeah. Fast forward three years later, she is oh my she's she's happier than ever. I had a conversation with her the last conversation I had with her, she was telling me like she can't believe she never even considered wow. house call. She's so That's happy. Great. Doing so well. Yeah, it's like Oh and my goodness. That's, like, those are those conversations that you need to have because it's going to have far reaching implications. But if your wife had been more yeah. honest about how serious it was for her, you would probably have gone home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, but the thing is, I thought that it would have been, it was good for us to have a little bit of maybe an hour of just. You know, not not continuing this argue, right. argument because we we're both getting right. heated. Or I could tell she yeah. was. And so I, I was just thinking maybe it'll be good for us to just cool off for a little bit and then continue this conversation yeah. later. I but, yeah, it just I would call at these horrible times and then I'd get really mad that he didn't just drop everything and deal with me, um, which was completely uh, unfair to him. He had this job. He was, you know, in a client meeting, and I'm like, "We need to talk about this." <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he always won because he would say, "You cannot call me at work like this," which would just so I'd hang up. I mean, I wouldn't even reply; I'd just hang up. But uh, because uh-huh. it was really important in this long run, it probably wasn't that important. I was just fr- mm. whatever it was. But yeah, I was guilty of doing. Yeah. That. I had to stop because I realized that it wasn't helpful and it wasn't getting anything solved. I was just making him angry. What do you think caused that behavior though? Maybe it was like a, maybe this fear of losing the relationship or. He worked 60, 70 hours a week and I was a stay at home mom. So I was alone a lot. And I, and you know, with the band thing and everything, um, there was never a good time for a conversation. And so I would, think I'm going to force it. Well, that backfired. But uh, uh-huh. but if I would say to him, there's something I really need to talk to you about. Can we make some time tonight after Shauna goes to bed to talk about it? He'd be like, oh, sure. So it was just yeah, like I was disrespecting him and his time and his boundaries. And I felt like I was being disrespected because I wasn't important enough for him to drop what he was doing. So it was kind yeah. of, kind of talking at each other and not to each other yeah and i remember you brought this up before um and just kind of uh just touched on it but you were saying how women need to be clear on what they want from their men like because we really don't know and you have to make it very you have to almost spell it out for us because we're idiots we're we're hard-headed and you know men and women think totally differently about some things and like i think women expect men to read our minds um 
Exactly. Or just know what you want. Which, which yeah. I, and I was often wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and he finally, I remember he got so mad. He says, I can't, I don't know what you're thinking. You have to tell me. Like, yeah. Oh, right. You know, that conversation yeah. I had with you this morning was imaginary. <laughs> and that's why you don't know anything oh, about it. Because I would have to yeah. back and forth conversations in my head and then forget that it was in my head and he doesn't know anything about it. So yeah oh my goodness my so yeah she my ex woke up one day one day so mad at me and i was like what did i do and she said that i made out with someone in her dream oh my gosh she was mad for days i would smack him in the arm and say if you and he's like what are you talking about and then i go oh yeah yeah so real and when you're expecting that to happen anyway um but yeah that happened a couple of times and i you know wake up punch him in the arm and he's like okay what did i do now well i told her several times on several occasions like the that guy in your dream i hate that guy i would never be that guy and i would tell her like you know the guy that you're explaining you're describing to me you're every all the names that you're calling me and everything that you're accusing me of being I'm like, I hate right. that guy. I, I wouldn't even guy. want to spend yeah. time with that guy. Exactly. Like, why are you married to him? If that's the person you think I am, why are you married exactly. to me? Exactly. Yeah, I remember saying that too. It's like, if you love me, but you think it's okay to cheat, why are we married? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's not logical that you would, of course, it isn't logical, but you know, it's just like, if you love me, how can you do this? I think, and I can't speak for all men, but you know, a lot of Asian guys that I know, um, it's it's like they justify it like this: I love my wife; she's just someone I lust after. Right? Yeah, I heard that a couple times. That's kind of how do they justify yeah. it? I love my wife, and I care about her. I care about her more than this other side chick. Yeah, she's just she's just something that I lust after. Right. It's just lust. It's not love. See, so it's okay. Women don't think that way as a rule. Um, yeah. I heard it didn't mean anything. My response was then, why did you do it? You know, it meant... Or it, it means, means something, something to you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, he would, because he would get... I mean, he knew he was not doing the right thing, but he would get really... I could tell he was confused. Because he said, well, it just happens. I said, that, like... <laughs> Oh, you fell on her? <laughs> Tripped and fell? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. That, well, this person I'm attracted to and I want to have sex with her, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm just using her right. for sex. And that's as, as if that's okay, too. That's, that's totally not fair yeah, to that other woman either. That's totally wrong. Not wrong, but it, to me, that's not how yeah. I think. Um, I don't have sex with people I'm not in love with. I just don't. Well, I feel like it's just so inconsiderate. It's it's just inconsiderate. You're not considering the other person's feelings. Right. 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 Yeah. So just to kind of go back on the topic about women needing to make it clear what they want with, with from their men, I saw this post on Facebook. I'm not sure if you saw it going around that Mexican artist, Frida. It's a quote from her, and she was saying, like, you don't have to buy me flowers. You don't have to, um, you know, like tell me you love me. You don't have to. And, and then it, and towards the end of her long quote, she was like, 
you don't even have to stay by my side and you don't even have to be with me forever. I won't ask you any of these things because if I have to ask you for it, then I no longer exactly. want it. Yeah. And all these women were like sharing it and yeah. loving it. And, and I'm like, no, that's just not right. Because you have to ask me for me to know that that's what exactly. you want. <laughs> yeah. oh, but that's like pretty convenient. Oh, good. I don't have to do that stuff. <laughs> um, it's for people who don't want to. But yeah, I just, you know, I, yeah. if I ever get in another serious maybe, relationship, I will ask for what I want or what I need. Maybe it makes the female feel like, um, like they're needy yeah. or something. Like, oh, I don't want to keep telling them what I want or I don't want to ask for flowers. I don't want to seem like, yeah. you know. Well, and it's like you should know. Women think, well, they should know. It's like, how would they know if you never told them? <laughs> I yeah. Remember, because I, Ross would buy me a vase like almost every year for either birthday or Christmas and nice vases. And I said, I'm one of, I said, well, it sure would be nice to get some flowers to put in there. And then he got me <laughs> because I said, this is what I want. And um, uh-huh. he didn't know. Um, yeah. he, he was giving me this vase, which was a beautiful vase, you know, or something funky he found somewhere. And I never said, I don't want this because I was always glad to get any gifts because he put thought in it. But when I said, would it sure be nice to have some flowers, then that clicked. I never said, could you buy me flowers? Because he should have mm-hmm. known. No, he shouldn't have. You know, that's... It's that yeah, story. I mean... We're making all these assumptions about each other instead of just saying it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess you, is that feeling of you want to you want the feeling that your partner knows you so well that they can almost read right. your mind and yeah. bring you the yeah. exact. I mean, if you're craving soup, they'll bring right. you soup. You know, it's like <laughs> how would <laughs> they know? Funny, <laughs> one night I was sick or something, and he called me from work and he said, "Do you want me to bring you something?" And I and I said, "Yes, that would be great." He says, "What do you want?" And I said, "Oh, anything." So he came home with a bell <laughs> or something, and I had a stomach virus, and I'm like, I "Oh no." <laughs> You should have said something, and I, and I said, "You're right. I'm sorry. Thank you for bringing me this. You know, because <laughs> I didn't say anything but Taco Bell. You know, or yeah. It, I know some women, you know, hear that and they're gonna be frustrated. They're gonna be like, oh, God, you're telling me I have to like literally spell it yes, out for him? Like, you yeah, know. you kind of do. If you, if you want, if it's if you know, if you want to actually get the thing that you want, yeah. then yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to spell it out. You know, like and eventually, your cues will be more synced, and um, he'll know. You know, he might not know, but he'll say, "What should I not bring you?" Or how about this? And then you can say no. But you know, we can't expect people to know our minds if we don't share it. Yeah. Well, for me, I kind of, like, I have a hard time telling people what I want. I, maybe it's an Asian culture, you know, like, you, you always just say no. Even if somebody offers you water and you're really thirsty, you just yeah. say no the first three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then you take it you know, eagerly the fourth time if they if they finally. But, yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm yeah. okay. I don't want to inconvenience oh, anyone, you know, like. I'm terrible with that. I'll be like, yeah, drink, but I, drink of water. Oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Let me crawl into the bathroom. I was doing that with my clients yeah. as well. Like I was, I, I didn't want to bother them, so I just wouldn't even ask for water or anything. And like I would, I would run around to the side of their house and use the restroom instead of going inside and asking if I can yeah. use the restroom because I didn't want them to be bothered or something. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, and like they would be, you know, just, I'm sure I, they would 
be don't be silly go ahead you know but one thing i learned is that they actually like me more when i ask ask them for yeah. things they actually like exactly. me more one one client actually she told me like we're friends you know it's like <clears throat> wow and, and i think it's because i started to feel more comfortable yeah. with them and i would ask if i could if I could watch the food channel right. while right. I'm filming, I would ask for things, and it it actually makes them like you yes. more. Oddly you enough, a relationship that way because there's a give and take. You're not just the help coming yeah. in to deal with the dog, you know. And I think sometimes people want to show you that they Absolutely. like you, or they want to they want to show they want to do something for you, but they're not sure what you want right. or need. And so, like if you ask them for something it makes it easy on them because they're like, oh, now I know how to make you happy. Thank you for making it clear for me and making it easy. I am struggling with this right now because I have a very dear friend who I've known for years on Facebook and I want to make something for them, but I don't know their address. Mm -hmm. And I'm like afraid to say, hey, I have something for you. Could you give me your mailing address or your PO box? Because I don't want that to be weird. Um, mm-hmm. but I really want to give this to this person, but that's kind of one of yeah. my things is like, here, take this dishcloth I made, you know, here, take this. I made this, take this. I want you to have it. And it puts people off sometimes, uh-huh. I think, because I don't expect anything in return. It's like, no, I have a stack of them here. Please help me get rid of these. Yeah. So, and I'm struggling with that because I just, I, I don't know why I'm so afraid and i'm afraid to ask um what if they think i'm overstepping or what if they think i you know they read more into it than is there yeah you weren't raised by asian parents were you (laughs) 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 they're dysfunctional (laughs) (laughs) but yeah a lot of a lot of asian americans and asian kids like a lot of my friends who are asians and we kind of grew up in that you know, Asian household where the parents are very distraught. You don't ask for things and you don't, yeah. you know, it's like you, you take, you, you great, graciously accept whatever's exactly. given to you. And only, yeah, yeah. I when I was a little kid and was really allergic to milk. I mean, I would puke it up all over the table and I was at a friend's house and they put milk in front of me and the mom's like, you're not drinking your milk. And I said, well, it makes me sick. I can't drink it. Well, why didn't you say something? Would you like some water or some orange juice? You know, because yeah, if you don't like them, you're going to eat them, <laughs> you know, yeah, or go yeah, hungry. They didn't care. Polite <laughs> thing to do. You don't turn something down that somebody offers you, especially if it's food or something that they've created. Yeah, which I get the whole respect your elders thing. But I think there's good and bad Very with it. So. I think that a lot of children, like, you know, sometimes get taken advantage of. And I mean, I'm just gonna say it because you know we're 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 both older now. Yeah. Who cares, right? Children get molested right. by family That's members right. by because we're taught as kids you don't say don't anything say no Uncle and or, you don't cause yeah. trouble. Don't cause trouble right. in the family. Right. Oh. So a lot of these kids sometimes they they want to say something but they don't they feel scared exactly. to say something because they're gonna cause problems in their family their mom and dad's gonna be mad at them maybe yeah. this is what I yeah so there's good and bad to yeah that. that's and that's why like I taught my daughter 
you don't have to talk to anybody you don't want to. And you don't have to give anybody a hug if you don't want to. Because, you know, the, these people that are relatives, she's never seen them or doesn't know who they are. And they want to yeah. hug her and kiss her. And she, like, holds back. And I got a lot of flack for it. What's wrong with your kid? I said, well, she does, she's does. she been taught that if she doesn't isn't comfortable, she doesn't have to, you know, give a hug or a kiss. I said, that's because it's her body and yeah. her decision. And they thought I was, then there, one got mad. So are you accusing me? I said, no, I'm not accusing you of anything. This is how yeah. I taught her because she has to be safe. Exactly. And she's not yeah. a fucking performing monkey either. You know, no, she's not going to do that funny thing just because you want her to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tell Ross, she's not a performing monkey. <laughs> she doesn't want to do the trick. <laughs> You know, and this conversation might be helpful for some of the younger generation because I know now things are yes. different and we've, we're making progress and children now are being taught to be their own yes. advocate, say something. But when we were kids, when I was a kid, I remember one time um, a lady at church squeezed my cheek so hard, yeah. pinched my yeah. cheek. She was like, you're you and it hurt. Yeah, I know, they don't get it. it hurt a lot. Yeah. And I told my mom and I got oh. in trouble. Yeah, no, we have to break that because that's how these pedophiles slide in. I just saw this whole they, they, they use that. Yeah, they say you know if you tell your parents family who there had been abuse for generations, but nobody ever said anything about it, and then finally, um, this little boy in the family was horribly abused. But nobody said anything, and then he grew up, and he um, made a movie about it. And it turns out that this had been going on for generations, and that nobody ever said a word. And the dad, who didn't molest the, this boy, said, "I never thought they would do it to anybody else, you know, because it's so." Uh, and this uh, guy was a cantor in a church. Yeah. Oh my god! The church stood by him. And he was convicted and lost everything. But, you know, it's like just, and oh, God, the horrible things. It is because we yeah. don't give children autonomy over their bodies. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and I was actually taught to feel guilty for wanting to explore my own body or touch myself right. or anything. You know, I basically at church, we were told that if you masturbate, you're going oh. to hell. And I figured, yeah. well, shoot, I hope they, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it, what's really I think scary so. is how much abuse comes out of the church. Um, I mean, it's yeah. in Catholic churches, but it's also there in other churches too. Oh my goodness. I had no idea, but a, a friend of mine that, you know, I'm not going to even give any right. details because just in case somebody that that knows him might be yeah. listening to this, but it was it was yeah. a church member that that Melissa and I had no idea. I had no idea until recently. I only found out a few yeah. years ago, and we're in our 30s yeah. now. We're almost yeah. 40, and he's held on to this for this long. Well, because you couldn't go against the priest. I mean, the priest was sake. The priest was God, at least in the Catholic Church. You didn't say bad things about the priest. <clears throat> Luckily, my parents yeah. were pretty lapsed Catholics. I got involved on my own um, as a teenager because my friends were there, you know. But and I never, mm -hmm. 
but you know, our youth pastor got transferred. So it always made me wonder, did he molest somebody? Um, or oh my goodness. found out, and so they moved him. Yeah. The youth pastor at my mom's church, uh, he had an, he, well, he was first um, having sex with uh, the daughter, oh. one of the daughters, and then he ended up having sex with the mom. And so then she got a divorce from her husband and took all her daughters and ran off with the youth oh pastor. From what I, I know now they're in Texas yeah. somewhere. And now he's living with both the mom and the daughter and the younger sister. And he's banging oh all God, three of them. So youth pastor, youth pastor. Well, you know, these, these folks pick those kinds of jobs or professions like scout leaders and stuff because they're the position of power, power right? And we trust we trust them. You know, you trust your priest. Yeah. Well, I don't, but... And, and so, I forget who was saying this, but someone was saying that normal people, like, like good-hearted people, people who want, you know, to do good things for others and their health, these are not the kind of people that seek out positions no, of power. Because they don't want to be in charge. They just want to help. Yeah. They want yeah. to do a project or they want to, you know, help with the clothing drive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to feel yeah. helpful, but they're, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, like a narcissistic personality that, that seeks out those power Absolutely. positions. They're, yeah. They're all narcissists. I'm sure. And sociopaths, most of them, but. Uh, you almost have to yeah. be right. If you're, if you're getting in front of an audience every week and you're telling them how to live their life and everyone's looking at you, like you are basically the mouthpiece for God. Yeah, you're getting your word straight from God. We were never encouraged to read the Bible in the Catholic Church that I went to. Just we'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. So I had never read the Bible until I was an adult. And I'm like, wait a minute. And, you know, I have a I have a problem with the confession. Like, who, why would I tell my sins to another human being? Well, again, because like you said, they elevate him. He's not just yeah. another human being I now. I lied and made my because so I felt like I didn't want to do anything, so I would make up the stuff. I oh my goodness! I on my brother, you know, because I didn't feel like I was doing anything that was bad. So, oh my goodness, that can't be good for a child, <laughs> right? And then you realize. Why? For a child to actually have to say, like, yeah. make up stuff that they did wrong that they actually didn't, right. that can't be good for and development. I felt guilty about it, but I didn't do any of these things that they were, you know, admonishing us about. I was, oh my like, goodness, I was good, basically a good kid, and I didn't get in trouble, and I wasn't causing, wasn't drinking or smoking or doing any of that stuff. So I'd go in there. Well, I was really mean to my brother, my poor brother. <laughs> Or I yelled at my mm-hmm. mom, and and I didn't do that, you know. But I had to fit in. Yeah, so I had to come up with something. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, like you almost will be disappointing exactly. the priest if you don't have any sins. Oh, they'll they'll think I'm lying. Everybody sins, you know. And but I just didn't. Yeah, the things that that we were encouraged to talk about as sins, I wasn't doing. So, crazy why would i say i was you know yeah and we oh my we goodness i mean to confession um after a certain age i can't remember i think it was after my 
um, confirmation, you had to go to confession um, once a week. So mm-hmm. you couldn't take the bread and the wine, the grape juice, if you didn't go to confession first. So, oh my! I know. <laughs> my daughter was really mad. She was oh about six, God. and I, she wanted to go to church, so I took her to the local Catholic church. And she was really mad that she couldn't go up and get that cookie and that drink. <laughs> Why would you need to come fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably telling me, like, it's exactly. not worth the price. <laughs> it's not worth exactly. the price. Exactly. It's not a cookie, and, oh. and it's the rules. And this is one thing about this kind of church is there's rules. So, but she was, she was such a yeah. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> but you know, I, think, I think that the same rule applies um, as, like, in a relationship. You have to speak up and say what you want. I lost you. I'm not hearing you at all. Okay, yes. can you hear me now? Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> but yeah, I was saying that um, you know, like we have to we have to speak up. We have to say what we have to say what we want or what we don't want or right. what's wrong. The, there's a myth that started God knows when that we were supposed to know each other's thoughts if we were in that kind of a relationship. But heck, I didn't even know my kids' thoughts and nobody's closer to you than your kid. Um, it's just yeah. not, it's not physically possible, and we have to get that ideal out of that because it's not exactly. Real. You have to speak up. Exactly. You have to talk to each other. Yeah, it's almost like we've bought into this fairy tale romance story. Like you know, like we're gonna fall in love. There's a special person out there, and when you kiss, there'll right. be fireworks that goes right. off. You know, and and everything is going to be amazing. And, you know, if you're craving, like, a Subway on the, you know, for dinner, he'll magically somehow know that and he'll bring you the exact sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, no, this is not true. Like, no, none of this is true. Looking back and realizing how much of that I did, because that's what I thought it was supposed to be. And I'm sure Ross was totally like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, yeah, it's that fairy tale. You know, waking up and punching him because I had a dream. (laughs) You know, (laughs) with him and my conversations that I forget would forget he didn't know about. (laughs) Those were hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I do that too. That sometimes, though, like I catch myself having imaginary conversations with with someone, or if I had an argument with my ex. I'll continue that conversation in my head and sometimes I'll even get angry and emotional over like an emo- like a imagined <laughs> argument yeah. that we're having. But isn't it great because you always win? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I control the exactly. narrative, both you sides. You decide what happens. Yeah. I think why we do those, but yeah, I'll, I'll never mm-hmm. forget that day that, and I, he was completely confused and I went, you imagined that you had that conversation with him in the shower while he was at work. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. And then I was able to still yeah. not do that. 
or I would say, I think we had this conversation, but it could have just been, you know, I, I'm just remembering that it happened. And when that happened, then we could talk about it because he wasn't like, yeah. sometimes though, I think maybe he fibbed because <laughs> there was a few times I'm like, I know we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably yeah, just forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know, I love that. I love that you are willing to feel embarrassed. You know, by by saying, "Oh, you know, I'm like this is just what I thought," and you know, like. So I told this to my ex several times. I was telling her, like, like I feel like you're you're desperately trying to win this argument or win, you know, like so that you don't look bad yeah. and I'm, I was telling her like I don't mind right. looking bad you know like why why is it such a bad thing for you to look yeah. bad sometimes it's okay you know it's like but it was almost like at all cost it couldn't be yeah. her fault nothing could be her fault and if it was she would get very angry and somehow make it it was because I did right. something and I, I remember telling her one time by you trying so hard to win all the time and win every argument, you may lose this right. relationship. Yeah, that's probably a childhood thing for her. Maybe. You know? And that's, I think that we, we can all benefit from examining our yeah. own childhood. Well, and she may not even realize because a lot of this stuff is so ingrained. Unless you go have therapy and they drag it out of you and you have to sit there and look at it and turn it over. And realize yeah. you're never going to get it. I mean, I've done a lot of therapy and I'm so grateful that I did um, because I, I mean, I uncovered so much stuff, um, bad and good, and I learned so much about myself. And I'm certainly, mm -hmm. I, I realize that I can be wrong. You know, it can be my fault. Yeah, and that's okay, and it's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. I think that, so when I was going through my divorce, I lost a lot of good relationships, people who I, I had never met before, but they were always yeah. like you, you know, and that's why it hurt so much, because it was like, it was a, as if, if, you, if you ghosted me, and you never wanted yeah. to talk to me again, that's how it hurt. That's and how much it hurt. Saying, and I'm upset with you about this. They just cut you off. Well, they kind of did. And I was in such yeah. a bad place that I called them out in one live stream. And I was like, go oh. fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was on live Facebook. And then another time I, I was drunk and I, I streamed live and I was like, you know, calling her out and saying all this stuff about her. And then I was like, I hope you're listening oh, to this dear. bitch. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, like, for me, oh, my goodness, I was so angry and I was drunk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and just I, I didn't cope. I did not cope with it well at all. And I'm embarrassed still to this day. But I think that my biggest fear was if I if I have to admit that I'm an asshole and now everybody knows that everybody's right. going to hate me. So I have to keep up this act that I'm this yeah. good guy. But it, it actually, it made me, I, by living through it, by experiencing it, I realized how freeing it is because once I actually just accepted it and I, and I, you know, very humbly just admitted, Hey guys, Oh, it hurt. 
<laughs> it's done yeah. so much. Oh my God. It was so, oh, I hated, I hated that feeling, but I was like, guys, I'm yeah. a piece of shit, you know, and I know it now and I can't even hide it now because I, I made it public and it's like, I, now I know I'm an asshole and so does everyone else. And I'm trying really hard not to be anymore. And I try, I try to catch myself now. And I think that it, it, that humility, you know, like maybe not humility, but because I guess humility would be if I did it before I messed up publicly, yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> but now hiding it, and it's like, it's almost like I have no choice but to admit it, but it made people actually like me more. Like it, maybe not like me more, but they're, they're willing yeah. to forgive and they're willing to give me another chance because they see that I've, I've accepted it and as, as hard as it was. And as much as I avoided it, I finally had to accept it. And I think that we think that people are going to hate us if we, if we admit to ourselves that we might be wrong or we might not be such a great person that we, we like to think that we are, I, instead of people losing respect for us, they actually respect yeah. us more. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think, because to me, you're not an asshole. You never have been. But, um, well, you didn't watch I those live streams. I saw something. Oh, my God. He's really angry and he's drunk. And he shouldn't be doing this, yeah. but this is how he feels. Um, yeah, and the thing is, that is honestly yeah. how I felt. And what piece of shit, right? Well, Holy cow. I'm so embarrassed. You blamed for how you feel. You had a right to feel bad. Um, because you're like yeah. you feel that Yeah. Before. And, you know, no, maybe you shouldn't have That's done that. That's just how I felt but, at yeah. that time. Yeah, but I mean, I'm so glad people are willing to forgive and like you, you're willing to give me the benefit of the doubt. You know, not even the benefit. You're, you're willing to well, give me another chance. You know, I, I really never appreciate had that. Have another chance. I've never felt differently about you. I get it. I mean, I just didn't have the means to go out publicly and say what I felt. <laughs> uh, um, oh. And how embarrassed. I'm still embarrassed when people bring it up now to this day. Oh, I, I'm like, oh, why did you have right. to bring that up? You know, <laughs> that was the worst. But you've proven that you're not that person anymore by your actions. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, not to be. Yeah, I'm proven that you don't I'm, do that anymore. And that was a very painful time. And you probably didn't feel like you had any other recourse. And you had to get your anger. Uh, I'm not trying to. Yeah, it so seemed like a good idea exactly. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Heck yeah. said that a few times. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, you, you're just a human being. You're not, you know, and you have, we all need space and we all need leeway at one time or another in our life. I mean, I've done things I've Yeah. Done. I've said horrible things to people. Um, and some of it was public, but uh, I just hid all those. Nobody can see them now because they're gone. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, there was no Facebook no, back it then. No, was Facebook, but I was on, deleted them. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> okay. It was like 2008, <laughs> I think, that when it happened. And, I mean, this person uh -huh. was a verifiable piece of crap. And... He had eight women, hmm. strung, you know, strung along all at the same time, and I figured it out. 
So I told them all. And I was very public about it. And I explained what happened. And I, you know, I showed my receipts. And um, because I was that angry. Because this had been, this was a, lot, a five-year relationship. And he completely took advantage mm. of me the whole time. And I was just out of my breakup. So I was completely wide open and vulnerable. This guy could smell you through the screen. And that's what he did with all of us. So oh my now goodness. since then, we have reconnected because he can't do anything to me anymore. And um, occasionally we'll share funny stories or, you know, oh, look, did you see this? But uh, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah. Because he's not important in my life anymore. Exactly. He's not somebody that you feel like you have to spend no, the rest I mean, of your life with. Because I know all of his tricks. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because he never forgot birthdays. So, this is t terrible. But we used to make a journey. He was really into um, Excel. We, that he had spreadsheets for all of our information. <laughs> so that he would oh never. I, I don't know if this is true at all. But that was what we were thinking. Because he never forgot. He still doesn't forget my birthday. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow, this is organized. That's how he lived his entire life. I've since found out like he had been married a bunch of times and he lied about that. And like he has children that refuse to see him. You know, it's he's not a good person. And he's wow. now alone in his old age. He's in his seventies now. Um and it's sad. But he he created this. It it's is karma. karma. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's something about that kind of person that they attract. There's a group on Facebook called um, Narcissistic Abuse yes. Support Group. And somebody invited me into that group. And I, oh my goodness, it's so, it it's is. so sad because you see like these very vulnerable people, usually women. And these men just totally take advantage yeah. of them and use them. Well, this, yeah, this it's guy crazy. could pick out what was something that was important to you, but that you were not confident in it. So he went after my writing and telling me all these glowing things about my writing. And, you know, that got me because that was important to me. But... Uh, mm. And I met his, I mean, I went and visited him and I met his son and his son was really awesome. And, but it was just, you know, he was telling me that he wanted that, me to adopt his son and it was, just, oh, what a mess. And I bought into it because that would be wonderful. Wow. I was, I was not ready to not be a mother anymore. So, yeah. And son is like, mom. Wow, yeah, he knew he that he used that he, like, he, uh, uh, that's what I mean he could smell us through the screen and we were all kind of the same around the same age going through you know marital problems or some kinds of problems and um, he just knew how to weasel his way in and uh, he's lived I have since found oh, out man. that's how he's lived his entire life so he's a very unhappy person even though he pretends he's not so I mean, I don't wish him ill. Yeah, he's paying the price now, um, and it's just yeah, sad. They yeah, they usually it's do. It's sad because he could have yeah. been a really great person. He's a very talented writer and photographer, 
but you know. Well, it sounds charismatic yeah. too. It sounds like he's very charming. So, well, yeah, I, I, my picker's broken. That's what my friend says. Lee, stop. Your picker's broken. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, the thing is, I think that I think that you're at a very good place now where you're okay with being by your, you know, not in a relationship, not not having somebody to claim as yeah. your own or their, then to claim exactly. you as their own. And it's like, you don't have to belong to anyone anymore. I, You're, I, you've, been, you've I, owned yourself. I've been single and alone as far as relationships go for so long that I'm comfortable with it and I like it. And I don't know if I can mm-hmm. have a one-on-one relationship with somebody like in my town because it'd be like, don't you have someplace to be? <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, and I'm not closed off to that. But and plus, this sounds really terrible. But there is nobody up here that interests me at all, because they're um, uh, like the only men that I've ever been kind of attracted to. Like work, I worked at the school with. They're all married or they're gay, and there aren't really oh. single men in my age group who are interested in women my age. They want them younger, so. I'm fine, you know. Yeah. Have, yeah, you're not gonna compromise no, anymore. Female friends that before COVID, we went out and did stuff all the time. So um, yeah, I have very strong female friends, and that's what I rely on is my network. Mm, yeah. yeah, me too. Oh my goodness, I'm starting to cultivate more. You're one of them, you know. Like I have time for friends now. I have time to talk right. to you like this now, you know, because I don't have an angry wife staring at me while I'm doing this <laughs> no I mean the thing is though it's it's really made me uh, more aware of who I am and what I like and also being okay with admitting what I like yes. and what I don't like because honestly let's just be honest um, when I first met my ex the first thing I told her was I'm really sorry you're not my type because our friends were setting us up on a right. blind date and when I saw her, I thought, wow, she's yeah. really cute. I mean, I'm not saying she's ugly. Yeah. She's very cute. She's adorable. But I'm not attracted to that. I, I was always attracted to, like, tall, tall, long legs. My The ex that I that cheated on me, you know, she was a model. <clears throat> well, she was a model in Korea. But anyway, that body type is what I was more yeah. attracted to. I almost felt guilty that I'm, I'm attracted to a certain type, you know, and then when I started to get to know her, we started to hang out more and had deeper and deeper yeah. conversations. So it's like, but physically, I wasn't always physically attracted to her, but we still made it work because I loved her so much and I cared about her. And I still yeah. do. Oh, I know but you. Yeah. Now, now I think now that I've gone through a divorce after a 15 year relationship with her, now, when a woman comes on to me or or says, you know, makes advances and yeah. we're flirting, I'll still flirt yeah. back because it's fun and I'm joking. But once it turns serious, I'm I now have the courage yeah. to risk hurting yeah. her feelings in order to be right. honest with her and clear in the long run, that's that. I, yes, rather than yes. dragging it out and yeah. Uh, an ugly truth than a pretty lie. Um, just, just I like that. Yeah, you're not, you know, because it's it's to me it's wrong to give people false hope 
Like if they really are interested in you, they think there's going to be something that happened. That's not okay because it's going to end up ugly. Uh-huh. Yes, and I, I I felt bad because I had to actually let one lady down, and but she's she seemed to handled it very well because we were flirting a little bit because she started flirting with me and I started yeah. flirting back, and and I thought we were just having fun, and then it started getting a little bit more serious and she wanted to actually you know yeah. meet and and she was saying like you know. <laughs> it got it got a little uh yeah. explicit yeah. the conversation and I, I i had to tell her listen if if as adults as two consensual adults we agree to have some fun together like it, but i want you to know that that's all i'm thinking yeah. going into this and i told her as long as you're okay with that that i'm not willing to commit emotionally or commit to any kind of, you know, uh, relationship, yeah. ex- you know, exclusive relationship with you. I'm not looking for any of that. So if you're, if you're just looking to have some fun, then, I mean, I sound like a total jerk yeah. right now, <laughs> but I was like, that's, that's, right. that's okay because we're both right. adults, but you know, and, and she told me that if we did end up, you know, you know, um, yeah. doing anything that she, she would fall for me and that she would expect me to not sleep around with anyone else. And she would kind of expect me to be committed to yeah. her. I told her I can't and I'm sorry. And I told her if I led you by us talking like this, I'm really sorry, you know. But that's the way you should but, handle it because you're right. Two consenting adults can have lots of fun, but you have to be clear about what you're willing to commit to and what you're not. Yes, you have to make your expectations clear up front and be willing to possibly let the other person down. Be willing to possibly disappoint them or even even have them be upset with you. But that's better than uh, just going along with it because you're afraid of hurting their feelings. And then later on, you're going to hurt both feelings because... And and way worse. Yeah. Yeah, because the expectations right. aren't clear, and one person's expecting something that the other person's right. not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think this. I think this is such a great conversation because, like, <clears throat> what I'm what I'm taking out of this, Lee, from what I'm what I'm taking from your experiences that you're sharing, is that we have to just be honest and clear and and ask for yes, what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. If, and that's what that applies to any relationship, well, right? Whether it's even even a professional relationship. Professional relationship. If you yeah. be a business partner, you get upfront and honest, clear yeah. what the expectations are. Absolutely. Because that's <sighs> money. Oh my god, Lee, I got a I got a perfect example of that. How this applies to even business relationships. So when I when I got back to uh, Georgia after going out west, this one grooming shop recruited me hardcore, and she really wanted me to work with her, and so I did. And when I first started, she told me that um, she works with this big grooming company. I won't, I won't give the details. Yeah. <clears throat> and she was saying that um, they don't have a sponsored groomer, so they can sponsor me to do all the competitions. And they even have a big room, a ballroom that they don't use because they have a, such a big booth. But they, 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 it, uh, one of the rooms that you can teach a lecture mm-hmm. in comes with it. They don't have to pay mm-hmm. extra because they have such a big booth. And they don't even use it because they don't have anybody teaching classes. And she was like, so you can teach your classes. 
<clears throat> and so I was I was so excited oh, yeah. because this is all stuff that I'm facing. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, this is everything. The universe is bringing everything together right, for me. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I did because the, I had learned a hard lesson out in Utah that whenever somebody tells, gives, makes promises that are very exciting for you, you have to get it written down on paper and signed and yeah. dated. And I didn't because I, I got the feeling that if I asked for that, it would have offended her. Yeah. And I think that that was done on purpose. Probably, yeah. I think that that that, that, feeling that that you know she made me feel that way on purpose. So I learned a really hard lesson that even if the opportunity is taken away because I asked for it to be written on paper, if they say like what well, you don't, um, yeah. you know, I was willing to risk that. So I, I yeah. told this lady, everything that you're saying is everything that I want would you mind if I wrote it all down on a, yeah. and, and we supposed to sign it? He gave me this look, like very uneasy, uncomfortable look. And I told her, it's nothing serious. It's not right. going to be like a legal document or anything. It's just you and I are both clear on what our expectations are and we can sign, you know, that way right. it's like a business plan moving forward. <clears throat> and so she was like, okay. And so I, I did bullet points of all the different points that she said, mm -hmm. you know, that I, I could be sponsored and all this stuff. Um, the day that I, I email, emailed it to her, the next day she had it printed out. And after work, she was like, June, can we, can I talk to you about this? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I actually can't do this. And she started crossing everything out with a red pen. And I remember the red marker because yeah. it was red and it stood out. And she was out one by one explaining that, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually just this and I can't do this. And. And I, I remember the feeling of like just this disappointment of like, right. why did you say all that then? Right. <laughs> and she made it seem like I misunderstood her or I misunderstood her intentions. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so I, and I, I, I guess I obviously did. And so I, I told her, you know what? I'm so glad we had this conversation. Let me rewrite it. And instead of saying that you will do these things, it, right. now we're more clear. Uh, um, as long as I'm your employment, you will actively try to get me sponsored. And as long as I can fulfill my duties and, and you know, do yeah. a certain amount of dogs every day and I you know, promote your business on my social media. And so I, I put things that I would do and that she would do. And I made it more, more realistic. Um, like instead of saying that um, I'll be teaching in the classroom, uh, she'll make the introduction right. to the company so that I can talk right. to them in the classroom these are more reasonable and, yeah. and that's fine and it was great so i rewrote it oh shit and then she fired me <laughs> well that kind yeah. of shows you what her, because she her agenda was well she told me that she's actually firing me because um one of her clients saw my youtube videos and she didn't she didn't like it and she was like i can't have my clients not like somebody who's in my business but the crazy thing is she recruited me right. so hardcore no, because of my youtube channel she was uncomfortable with the fact that you weren't just going to roll over and say okay okay that's a great opportunity i'll do it yeah i was i was holding her exactly. accountable for what and she was telling me it wasn't a graceful way for her to back out of it and say well no i can't you know i didn't mean what i said or whatever you probably dodged it. Exactly. Yeah. Something strange happens when when uh, when somebody who you're about to enter into a business opportunity with 
they're promising you all these things. Something strange happens yeah, when you start exactly. writing it down. Exactly. It's really weird. But I think that whether it's a business relationship or a romantic relationship, that yeah. conversation needs yeah. to occur and at the beginning. Especially in a relationship, that has to happen. Yeah, maybe right. maybe not on the first date. <laughs> Start <laughs> pulling out a pen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't do that. Yeah, you know, just checking in and, <laughs> does this still work for you? Or are you still okay with this? Or I need more of this. What do you feel? You know, you just have to. Communication really is the exactly. Key. It really is exactly. And if if you're a female who really wants children and a family, you want to be a mother, and that's really what you want. But you kind of get the feeling that the the guy that you're dating, that you're on a date with, that's kind of not where he's headed in his life, just by what he's saying about his career. I think that's a good good conversation to have, even at the risk of that relationship well, not you, moving you any any further yeah exactly exactly because yeah. she's going to secretly want children and yeah. he might resent her for that one more child um but ross didn't he says how many jobs am i going to have to get to have another kid so i said okay i respect that i was really uh-huh. disappointed but I can't force this person. Yeah, but yeah, but he, and all my friends were like, "Well, you control that. Just get pregnant." And I'm like, "I can't do that. I don't want to be on the street with two kids." But it's like so. <laughs> of yeah, and we did talk about having two children, but once the reality of what that means happened, he changed his mind, and that's okay, you know. Um, mm. Yeah. And yeah. People can change their minds. Yeah. That's if I had um, forced forced the issue, because I was like, okay, you know, one's good. Mm-hmm. But were yeah. you really good with that, though? Like, do you I think maybe that maybe? Oh, okay, good. Because he was about how am I going to pay for all of this, and you know how how mm-hmm. much? I, I just it was so clear to me that he was terrified, and so it's like, okay. I'm yeah. not going to push somebody. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. get it as I'm a father myself. Of it, yeah. But, um, because it wasn't what we talked about in the beginning, but it wasn't the beginning anymore. And I could see how scared he was. It's like, I'm not going to yeah. push somebody into doing something that they don't want that badly because the, there's another consequence, yeah. and that is that child. What kind of what kind of life is that yeah. going to have? Because you know, eventually they're going to figure out that they're not wanted. So, and he, it probably would have yeah. been fine if we had another one. But I wasn't going to trick trick my way into it, like so many of my female friends. It's like what are exactly you talking about, and they're wondering why they're all getting divorced. Yeah, did their own what they did it their way, and the husband wasn't happy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I read a really good article about self-sacrifice and yes, how that yeah. leads to resentment and how that yeah. destroys a lot of relationships because one person's behaving and doing, doing. oh my goodness, my, my aunt's a great example. She's always miserable and she's always saying like, yeah. everything I did for you kids, you know, look at everything I did for you. And it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, you sacrificed yourself for 
for us for what like are we supposed to sacrifice our life for you in return now like so yeah that self-sacrifice you're beha- you're doing things that you don't really want to do for because you think that it's gonna cause people to like you more or do things for you in return and when they don't then you start to feel upset and resentful but then you feel you feel guilty for even feeling that because then you tell yourself well they, you know they, i really do like to do this for them and they don't really know and then you do more hoping that that will get them to like you or do whatever that you want for them to do and then they yeah. don't because they they really don't know. yeah just like guys don't yeah. know what their yeah. wives are thinking unless they tell them and yeah. round and round yeah it's so I, I really I, I think that if we can encourage any young younger couples or anybody that you know is even thinking about maybe getting into another relationship, my best advice from coming from somebody who has failed a relationship is you just have to be completely honest with each other. Way. You have to change um, because if you do the same way, you're going to be in the same boat, and it doesn't mean. And you're not a failure. It just means it didn't work out because of circumstances. Um, And, but, but you, but you can't, it's like that definition of if you keep doing the same thing, expecting the same, expecting different results, that's called um, being crazy. (laughs) And so the, again, so you know, take some time. Don't jump back in. Exactly. I was in this uh, one group and they said that you should stay single for um, every four years that you're married. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, you know, what's funny is it's worked out that way. But because they say you can't, it's too new Mm -hmm. to fall right back into the same patterns. You have to work on yourself um, and know yourself before you can know somebody else. So, was good advice yeah yeah know yourself know what you want be clear on that and then don't feel bad for asking for it i would say it's like okay well if that's true for me then what do they want and what you know i mean do they know themselves and what do we need to do to to work this out for Uh what we need well you have to talk about it yeah yeah i really think that if i if i did do things differently from the beginning in in my in my relationship i don't i don't i don't know for sure but i don't think that it would have got it would have ended up the same way like i don't think we would have been divorced because there were so many times that i just bit my tongue and i wouldn't say things like uh the whole homeschooling thing you know like i really wanted the girls to go to school but i didn't want to cause that relationship you know that caused that argument or um, I really wanted her to have dinner ready when I got home, but I wouldn't say anything because I knew that would cause an argument. And so I would just cook dinner even after, but sometimes I'll be so tired now not to yeah. eat because dinner wasn't ready. And, you know, it's like, and, you know, like, like you said, to have raising two kids, you know, you're budgeting everything. And so going out to eat too often would kind of affect yeah. our budget. And then when we don't have, you know, like extra money for things, she would get upset. And I'm just like thinking in my mind, I would never say it out loud, but I would be thinking, well, if we ate at home a little more and if you cooked because you're homeschooling the girls, you're home all day, yeah. <laughs> you know, is it too much to expect? You know, like 
but I didn't want to say things like that. And so I feel like if I didn't bottle it all in, just hold it all inside and honestly start to develop resentment towards her because I didn't say anything. I, I just feel like, and that's why I think that it took going through so much pain, such a painful divorce now I do say things right yeah. up front. And I feel like even though I really yeah. like this person and I really want yeah. to be friends, I'm willing for this relationship to end right here by saying what I need right. to say. You know, like, it's better for the relationship to end being honest, yeah. like you said, you know, than, than a pretty yeah. lie. Exactly. That's just going to yeah. in the long run. And nobody wants or deserves that. Yeah, so I really do feel like a lot of it was my fault. The re- the reason why our relationship, you know, didn't work out. But again, it goes back to if I would have been more honest, both with myself yeah. and with her, and the courage to actually speak my mind, even though I know that it might cause an yeah. argument, being willing to have that, you know, I and I hope by us sharing this, it really will help uh, yeah. maybe some other younger yeah. couples do this people my age who are getting into new relationships you know you got to do it different because if you went to a relationship and yeah or didn't work out what didn't work out about it and what can you change you know yeah and it's so easy to blame oh, the yeah. other person well she was a bit you know but it's like no 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 that's yeah. too easy that's a that's you know that's yeah. a cop-out what about it? What did you do? Like, you know, what about your behavior? Could you exactly. change that? You know, that could have been different. Have yeah. Excuse why it was all his fault. He cheated. But mm-hmm. why did he feel like he needed to do that? What was I? I mean, I had a part in it too. I wasn't always the nicest person and I was mean to him sometimes. And, you know, I mean, I'm certainly no angel, but I had to see that I had a part in it too because it takes two to tango. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the mature approach too. It, it shows a it shows a level of maturity to be able to say, you know, what are some things that I did that contributed right. to this? And at first, it was like, well, what did I do to make him cheat? Well, that was irrelevant. It was what did I do to not yeah. have a, a an um, atmosphere where he could tell me what he needed to tell me, and that I wouldn't judge him or shame him or ridicule him. Um, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, embarrassing as it is, uh, uh, man, I don't even know if I should say this, but uh, <laughs> I really, I really wanted my wife. Sometimes is this is this too late? Should I not talk about this? Oh my goodness! No, but I think it's if you're a couple. Okay. I didn't change your opinion of me after I said that. <laughs> but it's like, I just wanted it. I, you know, like as a husband, you know, my wife, and it's like, and I would, I would, I would, yeah. I would do it for her, you know, but, and it's like, it was that reciprocation wasn't there though sometimes. And I would always feel like, well, and she would tell me like, I just don't like doing it. And it's like, okay. I feel like, you know, like, I think that as a couple though, you should be, comfortable enough with each other to ask for those things i never asked for it once she told me she didn't like it oh, i just kept it inside yeah. i wanted to ask for it but i just yeah. never did that's too bad because i didn't like because she already told me yeah. she didn't like doing it and so i didn't want to ask her to do right. something she didn't want to do 
But I feel like, you know, like even something like that, I think that it really does help the relationship, you know, because, well, because you could have compromised I don't know, something, like, you know, it could have been, well, I don't want it. Yeah. Today, but, you know, maybe on my birthday. Exactly. That would have been nice. You know, shoot, I for Christmas, yeah, you know, exactly. don't even buy me anything. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I mean, I think that, I think that sometimes we feel yes. embarrassed to yes. say things like that, you know, even sure. to our wife yeah, or our husband. Like you're a weirdo or that you're, you don't want to feel like yeah. you're too much. Um, yeah. Like I'm some sort yeah. of creep. Right. I'm a pervert or something, but it's like, I'm not asking some yeah. random stranger. And I'm asking my I'm wife. Sorry, <laughs> I've never heard of a man turning down. So it's not like <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's people that don't like it, but, um, you know, that's a, that's a gift yeah, I mean, that you can give to somebody that's so intimate and means so much that it's sad that women, uh, I know a lot of women who won't do it. And it's like, but it's a gift. He does it to you. Well, it just, I don't know. For me, I kind of felt like it would make me feel so, I don't know, desired. Exactly. Like, like you, you care about me exactly. so much. You love so me so much. See the power in I don't you. know. Um, there's a lot of power in that and they don't see the power in it because mm. Any, I hope my oh, clients don't listen to this <laughs> I hope my clients are not listening to this oh my god but I mean I just feel like I it it, it is important yes. to be honest someone needs to talk about this because I'm sure I'm not the only guy that's oh, ever struggled with not. that I know you're not. yeah yeah, I mean, I do feel wow. I all of a sudden, I'm I'm hot. I'm sweating right now, Lee. I'm like I'm like I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> this is just honest human oh, That's all it is. And you know, when we're uh, talking about a relationship, wow. this, this is nervous part of now. It. Well, yeah, you know, I don't see. I don't have clients, so I don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh my god. I mean, maybe see. This is how taboo of a topic it is. Yeah. Of Ta even talking about sex in a relationship, a man and a woman married, like, why is that so taboo to know. talk about? Um, I was always pretty open in my relationships about that kind of stuff. And, um, well, of course, in my first, my, in my marriage, I had to be because that's when I got my memories back. And so sex was really tricky for quite a while. But um, oh, wow, yeah, that's to, true. He felt weird about it. I felt weird about it. So we had to talk it out. But, um, it got better. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't have those issues. Well, since 2007, so I wouldn't have those issues. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, yeah, I mean, you have to talk that stuff out because it's the same thing as reading people's minds. You know? Yeah. Because we're yeah. all. Like, tell me how I can please you because I really right. want to please you. We're all different. I really want to see you, in, you know, enjoying it. I want to, I want to right. pleasure you, but tell me how. Right. I don't know exactly. how. Yeah. yeah. I hope that in younger generations, your generation included, that that is a thing that is discussed now because it certainly wasn't when I was young. You know. Yeah. It was almost yeah. like a sin to talk well, about you were dirty like that. To talk about it. You know, and it's like, why are you, why yes, are you expecting yes. this from me? Why are you talking about it? I know what to do. You know, I mean, that's what I heard. I know what to do. Yeah, I, I well know, but. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, because I was raised in that generation too, and you don't talk, it's, it's dirty, it's evil. And I think that's why I'm having a physical reaction yeah. to it right now. Like, I, my body is, my body temperature has gone up. I'm sweating. Like, I'm having a physical reaction to this because it's almost like I know as a, as a child, I'm not supposed to talk right. about this. This is dirty. Right. But it's not yeah, important to talk about. Yeah. And it's between us, it's not charged that way. Um, we're just two adults talking. But it still feels kind of taboo. Yeah. It does. It, it feels like, oh, no. Like, but the thing is, I, I feel like uh, even, even the talk about masturbation, like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of us got messed up as a kid growing up because it's a, it's a, it's a natural urge that everybody, everybody gets. gets. Yeah. Everybody gets to do yeah. it. It's, it's a bodily physical urge that we all get. Oh, and yeah. somehow, yeah. And somehow you're a bad person if you it. do it. And it's like, yeah. And so I feel like this whole, okay. It's, I feel like it's the need to control others that we need to yes. drop. If you are, uh, uh, you know, if you believe that not masturbating helps you live a yeah. better life, right. great, you know, before you, but it's when you start to start to share ideas that make other people right. feel guilty right. if they do exactly. it, that I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's no different than what we, yeah. do. you know, adults get to choose. Exactly. And as long as it's not illegal or immoral, you know. Yeah, and it's not yeah. harming anyone. Yeah. But I think even in relationships, I mean, not even the whole masturbation thing, <clears throat> but when you try to control the behavior of your partner, that's when things start to go bad. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give up trying to control yeah. anyone, your partner nobody likes included. To controlled or to feel controlled. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So I'm just going to sum this up because I know uh, you're probably tired too, Lee, because I, <laughs> I, I actually interrupted these nap. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this just to summarize some of the points, because I think that we you hit so many good points that I'm going to use okay. apply to my life. But number one is be clear and honest of who you are and accept yourself without any yes. guilt, right? Be, be okay with the, who you are. Once you're clear on who you are and what you want, now you're able to be a, a good partner to someone else because you're not relying on them right. to define you. You already know exactly. who you are. And now you can make it clear to them what you want. And you have to be clear and honest exactly. with your partner and so that they know how to please you so that because sometimes love languages are different. My love language is not gift giving. Right. And so, yeah. <clears throat> and so that can cause some confusion, misunderstandings and arguments. But if you're clear and honest and you're willing to have those difficult conversations and not control the behavior right. of the other person. I completely agree. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad we had this conversation, Lee, because if anybody stuck around for the end where I just summarized these points, I mean, I think that this is going to be helpful for my next relationship if I'm ready. Because I, I remember, oh, who was it? It was, I think it was, um, 
an ex-football player. But anyways, he was he was saying that just like an athlete, when they injure a body part, if he injures his shoulder, he's not going to use his shoulder until he heals. But he's going to work out his legs, his abs. He's going to run. He's going to do other things until his right. shoulder heals up. And he was saying that sometimes when we when our hearts are injured, we don't give our heart the right. time to heal up before we go back exactly. out on the field. Yeah. People don't we use it again. understand how important that is that you, you, if you're walking around with a broken heart, you're only going to break other hearts. You have to heal yourself and be whole first. Oh my God, yeah. I love that. Can you say that again? Just, oh, just so it really hits. If you're walking hits. around with a broken heart, you're going to break other hearts because you're not healthy enough oh to, my to do that. That's. Oh, wow. I got chills. That is, that is so, you know, whenever you hear something and you're yes. like, oh my God, that's truth. I know yeah. it in my bones. Like yeah. something resonates when you hear it. When you walk around with a broken heart, you end yeah. up breaking other hearts. And they don't know that and they don't see it coming. So that's why rebound relationships are. Yeah, because on the outside you right. look whole. Exactly. You seem like you've got everything together. Yeah. You know, really there's a hole there yeah inside yeah i love that because he, he said that if his shoulder was injured and he went back out to practice throwing the football he it's only going to yeah. re-injure his shoulder and guarantee exactly. that he reuses it again exactly that's a great yeah. analogy so yeah yeah i love that analogy that the analogy was really what helped me to not even consider yeah. dating anyone because there were some offers and I'll just be honestly, there was one lady in um, mm -hmm. Texas, and I mean, I was excited because I was right. fresh off the divorce, and I was also angry, and I also kind of wanted to yeah. kind of stick it to her, yeah. <laughs> because I'm immature and I'm petty. Yeah, I guess so, but it is, it is pretty shitty, because I was doing it to try yeah. to hurt her. Well, yeah, if you were consciously... And that wasn't yeah. hurting anybody. <laughs> yeah, so I, I acknowledge I'm a piece of shit. And I, but the thing is, I try to catch myself. And I yeah. try not to be. But I went there and, you know, I, I used the dog show, the trade, the dog trade oh, show yeah. as an excuse. And I went there and we ended up in bed. And yeah. I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. couldn't do it. I, and I, and I, I, she was very disappointed. And I could tell. And she even asked, is it me? I told her, no, it's not you at all. It's I told her, I can't get my daughters right. out of my right. head right You're now. Ready. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah. And, and, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, can we just do like something else? I was like, do you have any board games? <laughs> do you have Monopoly? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and I remember the tone of her voice too. She goes, I don't have Monopoly. <laughs> she was upset. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, good for you for being honest with her and telling her, I can't get my kids out of my head. You know, I mean, yeah, know, I just I couldn't do it. And I felt so intimate guilty. with somebody who was, you know, focused on something else. Thinking about their kids. <laughs> knowing they weren't all in. You know what I mean? It was like, even if it was just for fun, but if you can't, it's mm -hmm. not going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up oh. watching a movie. And then in, in the movie, there was a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks over at me. She goes, must be nice. 
<laughs> I, I didn't know what to say, so I just said, yeah, it must be. <laughs> I'll be leaving now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a big mistake. But that, I, I learned from that. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing yeah, it Yeah, you didn't know. It's the first time going through something like this. You can't know everything. And you yeah. It. Yeah. It, how, how much worse would it have been if you'd gone through with it and then regretted it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right? And then now I've broken another yeah. heart because my heart was broken. So I'm just going to go around breaking everybody right. else's hearts. So, that is, oh, my God. And I love how it's just one sentence, and it's such a profound idea. When you walk around with broken heart, you end up yeah. breaking other hearts. Thank you so much for that, Lee. I'm gonna that because I don't think that I don't think that I can come up with any other point that would top that. And I think that that's like oh, let's yes, end it on a yeah. high note. Well, I'm glad. Oh it my goodness! You. Thank you oh, so thank much, you for Lee. This is great. I love doing. This. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my goodness! I got I got goosebumps <laughs> because like I feel like wow, like this has helped me so much. I'm I'm going to oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually. You know what? No, I'm not. Because I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna type up a blog and summarize the points, but then I'm afraid that maybe if I post that blog on social media, <laughs> some of my clients yeah. might click on it and listen to yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want them to think that I like yeah. jobs. Exactly. Yeah. From here to here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, I'm just gonna end it. By saying thank you guys so much. Anybody who's listened to this to, to this point, I hope that this information and by us making ourselves so vulnerable and sharing some of my, some of my embarrassing and also lead to some of the things that could possibly even you know be looked at as embarrassing experiences oh, yeah. for you. I hope, I hope by us sharing this, it does help you in your personal struggles or because every relationship yeah. has its struggles and that's yeah. not a bad thing. It's, it's normal yes and i i want to say before i end it one more time take time to heal your broken heart if you've gone through a tough separation because when you walk around with a broken heart you end up breaking other hearts that's a quote <laughs> by lee raleigh I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I think you should write it and publish it somewhere. Facebook. <laughs> and everyone's like, who are you talking about? I think about? so. <laughs> uh, everybody. Yeah. It applies to everyone. Maybe I'll get put back in Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Three days <laughs> <are> horrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I can't believe I haven't been in Facebook jail, and well, you have. That's crazy. I took somebody off. Because I, I said men are pigs, and that got me. That was the first one, and then um, uh -huh. <laughs> men are assholes. That was the second one, and then I put something about ugly Americans, and that was it. Then they put me for three days. So, <laughs> things. And in fact, the same day, I wrote men are sexist pigs on somebody else's story, and that didn't get me flat. So I pissed either somebody else in my friends list off, or um a mutual friend um but it was so because i've said horrible things <laughs> never been <planned. laughs> uh, <laughs> i did too i'm surgeon. i see everybody going in facebook jail i'm i'm i almost feel left out i almost <laughs> I feel like am i not am i not important enough 
<laughs> oh my goodness. My oh man. <laughs> he doesn't like being compared to males, human males. <laughs> well, I remember when I was in my 20s, I posted on Facebook that cops yeah. are pigs. And yeah, I, I remember it didn't, you know, it didn't really go well, but I never got in, in trouble with Facebook. They didn't, you know, I never, the post never got I've recorded or Facebook anything. Since, I'm sure yeah. if I did that now, yeah. though, if I put that now with yeah. the, the climate that, we're in i'm sure i would go on facebook Um, jail yeah it was (laughs) i've been on there since 2007 and that's the first time anything like that has happened to me and i was completely shocked like what this wow (laughs) it's the climate yeah everyone's so uh, sensitive now everyone's so emotional and angry that it could be a new algorithm that i tripped but i think somebody um reported me Oh man. Well, if you can't yeah. make everyone happy, right? We're gonna we're gonna end, end up right. offending someone. 